Americans talking about damn Wheaties, man. Y'all better get on them toast. <laughs> <laughs> Radio coming at you live on MP3 from high on a hill above beautiful Lake Washington. I am Lester, and with me, as always, is the Guru. Yes, sir. 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 And you know how this works. We're here to talk a little trash on the week's worth of sports. I don't know anybody except the Guru, and the Guru knows all. You know, I know a little something, something, man. You know that I know a little something, man. Guru, it is episode 42, and we are in the studio bright and early today, but the World Cup final just ended, and viva la France! Bonjour, baby, bonjour! We're going to talk about the game, we're going to talk about France's young kids and the possibility of them doing this again, man, and again! Then, it's mid-season of the 2018 baseball season, so we've got Cisco from Baseheads on the line to talk about... And he is the realest. Cisco, the realest to talk first half surprises and second half predictions with us on the baseball season. Then, in segment number two, Guru continues the countdown to kickoff with his top five tight ends. Yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. Them tight ends, the new generation of receiving cores, baby. Then you know we got a very special two-minute drill this week. And that... Guru, episode number 42 at Trash Talk Radio. Let's get it, baby. Let's get it. So, <laughs> so Guru, we are here, as I said, early. Hey, man. man. Hey, we're here early because we had our French toast this morning, baby. <laughs> we didn't have no Wheaties. We're not all about that American Wheaties cereal. We all about our great Poupon, baby. That French toast, baby. We figured we were up anyway watching the game. We might as well get in and get this, uh, get this through. Guru, how are you doing, man? It's good to see you. Man, I'm living a dream, man. Just living a dream. Don't pinch me, man. <laughs> how was your week? Anything hey, interesting? Dude, actually, it was kind of funny. You remember last week was what, the the anniversary? Yeah. Guess what this week? She left me, man. What? She went somewhere for the whole weekend, man. So I've been alone just watching sports. Right. <laughs> hey. Hey, the funny thing is, I made it to, I told her I was all sad. I'm alone. Oh, my God. I can't believe I miss you. This, that. Luckily, I was happy as hell, man. <laughs> yeah, that's cute. Uh, <laughs> hey, she better don't be watching this, but I was happy, man. I'm like, no, I have to worry about nothing but just sit down and watch my my Francois, baby. My French, man. Uh, you know, it's funny. I had the same thing this week when the the uh, when Mrs. Lestro was like, would you mind if I took the baby to do this? I was like, I don't know, man. And that, you know, she leaves, and I'm like, baseball. <laughs> just, just on the couch watching baseball. Because I can't do anything without the without Lil Lestro turning towards the screen, man. As soon as we put something up on the TV, he's just like, like no screen time for baby eyes. Oh, man. Every oh, time man. right at it. So uh, so it was nice to have that. You know, we took a, we took Lil Lestro to his first concert last night. was what? the big excitement. We took him out to see a friend of ours who is a, a wonderful composer and a piano performer. Had a concert last night here in the uh, Puget Sound area. So we took Lil Lestro to his first concert, and that was something funny. Now, it wasn't like a big show. You know, it's not like not like Pearl Jam or, oh, or yeah. Jay-Z and Beyonce. Uh-huh. You know, it was a little scene. It's a local intimate setting. And he didn't quite get that because, you know, in an intimate setting, you can't be like, what? Yeah, but, there's something got to do with the crying aspect of things, right? right? Now, he didn't cry, but he got very excited. And oh. you can't you can't stop him from being like, wah, wah, 
Oh, so is it one of those things like watching a tennis match or a golf where you can't say nothing or yes. breathe? Yes, because <laughs> it was it was a very intimate sort of like piano recital oh. and composition. So it's like ting 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 ting. See that? It sounds like some sophisticated bourgeoisie things they do in Paris, baby. What are we doing here, Lestro? I want to be in Paris right now. That's where you want to be right now. Why Dude, are we here? I would love to be in Paris right now. The footage of what's going on They're there going is crazy, absolutely batshit in look Paris. Look at what's happening right now in, in the Eiffel Tower, man. The ghouls should be swimming right now, man, in that damn sea of crowd. Right. Hey, and look, and what's the color they're wearing over there? Oh. My favorite color, baby. The color of champions. The color of every great champion. I knew That's we were the color this. of blue, baby. I knew That's this was blue. coming. I knew <laughs> Yeah, I knew this was coming. Guru, as uh, as we teased in the intro, uh, France has won the World Cup with a with a, a stunning, I wouldn't say stunning, stunning, with a with a fantastic victory over Croatia in in the uh, World Cup final on Sunday. Uh, they wore their their black with blue highlights. Yes. I know you were all about that. I was all about that. That man. blue again. They were the blue, man. They were blue. Now, Guru, I watched this game, and I, I admittedly, I don't know a whole lot about soccer, but my take on this oh, game... Oh, what? So you're a regular American? Damn right I am. <laughs> uh, I, but my take on this game was that Croatia seemed to want it more, but France was just a better team. Just a better team. My take on it, obviously, we're in the same uh, as far as spectrum. My take on this, when I watched it from, uh, from my experienced eyes, is, yes, Croatia had a better, as far as uh, a better game plan, in a sense, but the French just more athletic, more younger. It's kind of remind me of kind of when uh, the Spurs kind of play uh, OKC when they had Russ and, yeah. and KD. It's like the Spurs were definitely a better team, had a better game plan, but they were just lacking athletic prowess. They certain things the athleticism could uh, could hide in a sense, you know? So that's what I love. Like the young kid, like my man over there, Mbappe. Mbappe. Mbappe, man, the, the teenage sensation, man. 19 the, years old. The teenage sensation, the heartthrob right now in the world, man. You know what? Forget King James in LA. My man Mbappe is the number one man in the world right now, man. Four, four goals in this tournament. At this teenage. Including oh, in the final. Including the finals. Big the, deal. Big deal. This is how big of the, the last time my teenager even scored in the finals was Pele. 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 When you think about soccer, the one name you think about is Pele. Pele. And this happened in 1958. 1958, man. My man Mbappe wasn't even a sperm yet. My <laughs> man in Burpray, he, he he didn't even have a name yet, man. He was that, a he, he was a twinkle in the eye of a twinkle in his grandfather's pants. He, he was one of those guys that was hoping his daddy didn't jerk off, so waste his sperm on that. That's what Mbappe was, man. At that time. <laughs> now Mbappe, he's so young that he actually wasn't even alive when France won the World Cup last time in 1998. Uh, that was 20 years ago. <laughs> he's only 19, he getting like him in a, there this time. He was like a little kid back then. He couldn't even. He was trying to walk like little Lester. <laughs> That's what he was. He wasn't even born yet at that time. <laughs> and uh, and gets them gets them there again. Now, I think Mbappe, first of all, it's a fantastic name. It is Mbappe. the kind of the kind of name that can take over the world too. You know what I mean? Like like Pele. Yeah. Mbappe is one you can see everywhere. Played a great game, got his goal. Uh, fantastic. Now they got they got goals out of a lot of kids on that Dude, team. Dude, I love the youth of that man. That my other guy I love over there, Paul Pongba. You know, I love my Africans, my West African with the Guinea parents, man. Paul Bonka and my man Mbappe. Without you, Bonka's about 25, man. So you really see how French national team are positioning themselves to actually do a back-to-back. -back. So basically for the next, oh, I want to say the next 
four years, which it comes out again, to actually be in position to dominate. So I'm really, I'm really interested to see what these guys are going to do. And one interesting thing about Mbappe, I didn't even know until I did my research, uh, before obviously the, uh, the transfer, because over there in the Premier League, they call it transfer. Yeah, it's not trade. They're, they're so sophisticated. They don't say trade like Americans. Transfer sounds so much better, right? Sounds so much better. So he was at that time the highest paid as far as transfers fees, uh, over 128 million that he transferred from his team for Monaco to the current team he's actually playing for right now. So uh, I think the team he's playing for is the Paris Saint Germain. Uh, and excuse my pronunciation, because I, <laughs> I am American, and I ain't French. But damn it, for today, I'm French, baby. Viva la France! Viva, hey, don't say that as a Mexican way, man. You can't say viva la France. Viva la France? Viva la France. Isn't that viva la Mexico? Viva la France. Viva la France. Oh, where's my, hey, where's my great poupon, man? Oh, Where, oh, hey, where's my French toes, France? Man, get me that check. I'll take Francis. Hey, what's the France money over there? Francs. I'll take the Francs too, man. <laughs> I, or they, or they, maybe they even use the Euro. I'll take Euros. Hey, man, I'll take it all, man. Send it down over to America, baby, and pay that <laughs> taxes for well me, mean. man. <laughs> Come on, Mbappe. You got enough money to send to the guru on TTR with <laughs> So, of course, we got France winning the, uh, the World Cup there. Let's a little bit to France here. Guru, do you think this is the kind of thing that they can sustain? Can they keep this going again because they got this youth? Hey, you know what? Just like everybody else in America, and we're going to be very, very teacher transparent. We ain't going to give a damn to the next to three years or three and a half years from now. <laughs> so after this episode, we ain't going to give a damn about Mbappe and um, Paul Bongba, Taylor Bob. What? What's the next World Cup? Four years. Four years. What year? 2022. Uh, 2022. Yeah. So until 2022, you won't hear the guru or Lestro talk about any great poop <laughs> any of that situation, but we do love you all because we did have to do it because they're sending us that check. Right, and for today, though, if we could be in France. I want to be in the Eiffel Tower. You know we would be, man. <laughs> all right, well, Guru, that is, uh, of course, the, the World Cup there. Let's uh, let's transition back to the States. Oh, yeah, yeah, where yeah. The, where the no, big... back to the Wheaties. Now I got to eat Wheaties now. They're delicious. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. I got to get the Kyrie Irving on the Wheaties or something. Man. I want Mbappe on my Wheaties. Hey, Wheaties, you better get Mbappe out there, baby. <laughs> I think you should get the Guru on a Wheaties box. That's what I think you should get. But, uh, but Guru, let's transition back to the States because we're going to talk a little baseball here. It is the midseason in, in Major League Baseball, and I know it's not your thing, but but this is the... Hey, man, it's not my whole thing, but I do like my Bryce Harper. I love I'm, my baseball guy because they get the ultimate check. What are you talking about? It's big not my money thing. possibilities. So we got uh, we got our Cisco the Realist from our Basehead show over there on, uh, on, on World of Sports Network, the one I do every week where I get to talk baseball because you don't necessarily want to talk to... All them baseheads. You, but you know we're bringing... Cisco the Realist in. So let's go to our call with Cisco the Realist. You know we're going to talk a little bit about those Washington Nationals of yours. We'll see what he thinks about how they're doing this year because I got to tell you, I'm not impressed because my Philadelphia Phillies are the number there one team we in go that league. Again. Same old dog, just a different day. Shout out <laughs> DMX, baby. <laughs> All right, let's go to the phone call. Trash Dog Radio. TTR. And we are back on Trash Talk Radio with Cisco the Realist from Baseheads. You can catch Baseheads every Saturday on the theworldofsportsnetwork.com. It is our baseball show with, with Cisco the Realist, myself, and the attorney at sports, 
Today on the show, though, we are bringing in Cisco. He is not a realist. He is <laughs> the realist. Cisco the realist, man. Welcome to Trash Talk Radio. His inaugural debut, Cisco the realist, man. I love Cisco. Uh, me and Cisco always go back and forth on the IG. Y'all go check out Cisco. Uh, he's He got a lot of informative information, man. I love this guy, man. Cisco, man, welcome to the show, buddy. Welcome. How are you doing, boss? Well, guys, I'm doing great. Thank you for bringing me on today. Our pleasure, man. We're here to talk a little bit of baseball. We figured we got to talk a base head to do it. So, Cisco, it is the all-star break in baseball. The uh, home run derby was Monday. The all-star game is today, Trash Talk Tuesday. We got games starting up again on Friday for the rest of the season, but we figured we would talk about the first half with the man who knows. So, Cisco, let's get right into it, and let me just ask you, watching the first half of this season, what surprised you most in the first half of this baseball season? Man, honestly... And, like, I know that Guru is a Washington guy. Man, the Washington National, both the team, the manager, and Bryce Harper. You know all what? three of them has been, all three of them has been a shocker. I agree, man. This was a team that at the beginning of the season was everybody's pick to win the NL East. They are currently sitting way back behind the Phillies. <laughs> Behind the Phillies, uh, they're behind uh, my Phils there in the NL East, and and just sort of, just sort of struggling along. What is going man, on? We still got a half a season to go, man. Don't get don't get too high ahead of yourself. Go ahead, don't well, get right, too. Well, right now, it seems like there is a lot of it's, it. looks like there is a lot of pressure between the manager being new and Bryce Harper being in the contract year, plus the injuries. Yeah. This was really affecting. This was really affecting the team. Like uh, uh, Dave Martinez came in with a lot of pressure, tremendous pressure, because they fired. They fired Dusty Baker mm -hmm. after after he got into the playoffs. Say, regardless of what people want to say, he got into the playoffs, and yeah. Dusty Baker is a legend. Mm -hmm. So, he, so he's very. Those are some very tough shoot to feel. But Bryce Harper, all of the pressure about him setting the market in the free agency is have gotten to him and them. Yeah, let's talk Let's talk a little bit about Bryce Harper on that because he's supposed to be the four hundred million dollar man. That check man. That check. Oh, whoa, whoa. It's five hundred million. He's a five hundred million dollar man, Guru. Get out of here, man. That's beyond check. He's about to get that billionaire check. He's about to get that Amazon check, man. Not LeBron check. Amazon check. So yeah, he was he was supposed to be the 500. Washington made the offer for him for the extension, but he didn't took it for the 400. So I mean, so now what's going on with Bryce Harper? Do you think it's probably you think it's partially Martinez having him bat in that lead up lead off spot that he's doing, or what is happening well, with Bryce Harper? I I think there is a combination of things. Like Scott Boris mentioned, is the chief, but if Bryce Harper is so good, he will make adjustment to that. And if mm -hmm. he was as good as he's advertised, you know that's but, true. But this is the thing about Dave Martinez. If a guy is a struggle in the old baseball time, outside of this analytic BS, <laughs> it would be you will have your best guy if he's struggling like that, hit him in the bottom, not hit him out front. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. 
Now, uh, Harper, this year, it, what it is is it is averages down. His home runs and his power are still there. He's still got, you know, 20-some-odd home runs, but he's not hitting for average, and you don't want your leadoff guy hitting home runs. You want him hitting he, for average. You man, want your boppers hitting middle. Every home run counts for at least 10 to $20 million, Right. right? <laughs> every single counts for maybe 500000 well, So what do you think? If I was Bryce, I'm thinking to hit. 500 home runs. I want that 500 million. Well, Guru, you know how it is. Chicks dig the long ball. Ah. <laughs> but, the but this is the thing. This is this is a man that he usually he gets on base. He's not getting on base no. as he has in the past. He is striking out a lot more than he ever had. It's not only we are looking at, oh, the power numbers are there, but he's also struggling He's not walking as much. And again, this is a man who never drawing in 100 RBIs in his career, and he's not going to do that this year. Not going to do it this year. This, 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 is, this, is, this, is something, this is something serious for, for a guy who's going to set the market. I mean... So, Cisco, I, let, me, let me ask you this, man. Are we looking at, uh, in, in a surprise, the Nationals and Harper are one of our surprises for the year. We're going to get your predictions later, but can they... Uh, can the Nationals turn this around, or should they trade Harper now? Should Ooh, they just should, should just should just clean, clean they, they they are not they are not gonna turn it around for that. Not because they are not capable. It's just that the Phillies and the Braves are just that good. Not oh to let them. Guru, did you hear that? The Phillies are just that good. Oh my God! I like on, this guy, Cisco. You can be on the show whenever you want. Cisco man. is really a base head, man. <laughs> Well, Cisco, tell us some of your other surprises from the season. We got the Nationals, we got Bryce Harper. What else has surprised you? What uh, what teams or players have, have you know uh, exceeded expectations in the first half? Well, uh, you know, uh, a team that has surprised me that really turned it around, believe it or not, is the Boston Red Sox. They really came on and really have exceeded their expectation, and things have gone their way. No matter how about what people want to say about their their bullpen not being there and like having reason, but the Red Sox answered the questions. Their pitching staff came on and they been good. David Price has been so so, not as good as Arredice, not as good as he should have been, but Porcello has bounced back. Uh, sales came have come strong, and JD Martinez has been the best. All season acquisition by far. Absolutely. Living up to the contract there. Now, the Red Sox were a good team last year, but they are killing it right now. They really are the best team in baseball. So then the next question becomes, can the Yankees catch them? The Yankees can catch them, but the problem with the Yankees is that the Red Sox lineup is a little bit more balanced than the Yankees and their pitching staff. The starter has a little bit more depth. Their starters are more secure than the Yankees started. And, and just to let people know, because I want to put this out there, uh, 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 Cisco, where are you located regionally? I am in Massachusetts, but I am oh, in well, well, so you So you're in the backyard of the Boston right. fan base, right? But he's a Yankee fan in Boston. But I'm a Yankee fan. Oh, yeah. I just want to put it out there. Yeah, so we got to make sure people know. All my know. Boston fans out there, 
Go search where Cisco the Realist live. Go follow his Instagram and get on him for being a betrayal, betrayal, <laughs> betrayal fan base. Kick him out. Raise his taxes no. over there. Raise his taxes. What are you crazy? That's what I want people. He's, a, he's an undercover New Yorker in Boston. You let, you let him. You let him be, man. He is. He is a gathering intel and info oh. for Yankee fans. He's a double agent out there in B Town. Oh, man, Cisco's showing favoritism, man. That's all he's doing. The real no. is my butt, man. So, Cisco, listen, before we run out of time with you, I got to get your uh, your first half MVPs and Cy Youngs as well. So, tell me who in this first half has really, uh, really put it together, both hitters and pitchers. Who do you like MVP and Cy Young for first half? In both, in which league? Either one. Both. I don't care, okay. man. Bring it on. Okay. In the, in the American League, my MVP this first half of the season has been J.D. Martinez. You know, it's okay. tough to by, disagree by, with that. But okay. by, 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 by far, I mean, like, my throw has been spectacular. I understand that he's arguably the best player in baseball. Yeah. But J.D. Martinez has done it, like, the numbers, like, put up the stats. Baseball is a number game. And J.D. And JD is a contender. He's a triple crown contender. It's very tough to debate against him. Mookie Betts, went down Mookie Betts went down and JD picked up the pace and he never looked back now I, you know I think you're right here Every, Trout is having one of the all-time great seasons in baseball uh literally having the single best single player season in baseball statistically speaking we've ever seen that said I heard that one before about Mike Trout well yeah and that said his <laughs> team still sucks yeah, I heard about so, that J.D. Martinez, while maybe statistically not having the season that Trout is, has certainly been more valuable to the Red Sox because it's, it's Martinez, like Cisco says, uh, stepping up when bets went down and living up to that contract that has allowed the Red Sox to be the best team in baseball this year. So I think that's a great pick. How about your, uh, your Cy Young for, this, for the uh, first half of the season in the AL? The AL. And the, the Cy Young for the first half of the season, and this is very, this is very tough because – I think both guys has been great. Uh, I have a dilemma between Chris Sale and Luis Severino, but I think Chris Sale has been the most dominant pitcher, like in the American League. So I, so he is my first half Cy Young award. But at the end, but at the end, if Severino win twenty five games, which is what I'm projecting, it's gonna be tough. Could be tough Do at the end. Now, Cisco, not not to consider. Cisco, we just got the high sign yeah, from our producer so, saying we got a, we got about five minutes so I, left. I, I so let's get. Squeeze, I want to squeeze. Hang on, let me get your it. NL uh, MVP okay. and Cy Young before we move on. So give me your NL Cy Young and MVP. Well, my NL MVP, he hasn't let me down. Has been Nolan Arenado. Never my let you. Has been, all right, so I got to tell I think, you, I got to jump in here. Cisco, at the beginning of the season on our pre season preview in Baseheads, was talking Nolan Arenado as being one of the best, if not the best players in baseball, and he was right. So go ahead, Cisco. This is your time, Cisco. Another guy, another guy that been challenging him, believe it or not, is Javier Baez. Javier Baez being challenging him for that. Over on the Cubs. That award because he have him and the Cubs. Javi Merch. Yeah, now they've showed up in first place. They were out for a while. And I got to tell you something. Javi Baez has stolen two stolen home base twice this year. I love a dude that steals home, especially <laughs> twice. So I, I, I happen to enjoy watching him play more than I like Arenado. But but that's a good one. All right, now tell us your Cy Young for the National League. Uh, this should be an easy been the one. one. He's been the one. I've been rolling with this guy for the last three years. Yep. And I'm going to roll with him again this year and next year. 
Mike Gerson, hands down. Surprise, surprise. Uh, and next year. Yeah, right? yeah. Scherzer's just, you know what, that's an easy one. There's no need to discuss that. Scherzer has been the best pitcher in the National League. So uh, we're running out of time. I know Guru's got a question for just you, though. Just real quick, man, because I already know this is the first half. I want to hear your second half prediction as far as uh, our teams, as far as who's going to be on the independent, and who do you, do you see any surprises uh, as far as, like, my Nats? I'm uh, making an unbelievable run to get into the race. Like, what do you see? Um, give me a prediction uh, yeah, that's for, the next, for the next half of the season. Well, I see in the second half of the season, I see the Philly winning their division. That's what I'm talking about. I I see, I, I, this is, this is Lester is not going to like this. I see the Colorado Rocky winning the West. Really? Rockies? Yes. They're and, in like uh, third now. Rockies? Yes, I see the Colorado Rocky emerging as the team surprisingly i like that man i like that you know in the show ballsy we like a ballsy pick i see that i see that oakland A's emerging as one of the wild card someone is on that and i and i see the yankees surprisingly surprisingly getting close on the division and you're gonna come down to the last week all right so who do you got winning the al thank you I got winning the AL. I got the Red Sox. The Red Sox winning the AL. They're, you think they're better than the Astros? No, they are not. They are not better than the Astros. But they'll beat no. them in a series. But they'll beat the Astros in a series. But they, n- n- I don't think so. And I think the Astros will be the team that are going to go back to the World Series. Okay, so the Astros win the AL and not the Red Sox. Who are they going to play in the National League? What's your National League shaping up like? My national league, my national league shaping up. It all depends on the outcome. It all depends on where, where Manny Machado go. Because if Manny Machado goes to the Phillies, I probably I'm probably gonna go with the Phillies to go to the World Series. I like the sound of that. I like the sound of that. That For me. Uh, so then we got the Phillies if Machado goes. So then uh, the question then, final question, Cisco, because we are, we are out of time with you, unfortunately. Tell me uh, who you think, where do you think Machado is going? Uh, and, and Philly. You think he's going Philly. to Philly? You think that's yeah, it? I think he's going to Philly. And I, you, think it's, I think because, because he's going to have an input on the decision. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he himself is going to like that idea of going there to play Georgetown. You know what? I agree with that, and, and I think and, he'll look and, great and, in red. And Philly going to give him that check, right? Yeah, you're damn right they will. So and Philly's going to give him that extension, and he's going to stay there because he's the perfect matchup for him. So is he going to get that Bryce Harper check? I guess that's what we're looking for. Is he going to get that Bryce check or that Kirk Cousins you, check? This is Look, this is – now remember this. If he goes to Philly, he's going to get – he's probably going to set the market. And not only that, he is going to live up to his contract. Woo! Might, not, might not produce the way that people want him to produce, but when it comes to get for him to go there and get and do what he got paid for, he's gonna do that. All right. I love the you sound of it. that. Cisco, you made you made this Philly fan very happy, my man. <laughs> that is our time with Cisco here. Buddy, uh, Cisco the Realist, he's not a realist. He's the realist. You can find Cisco the Realist on Instagram. That is Cisco the Realist EST. <laughs> Look for Cisco, C-I-S-C-O, the Realist EST on there. Cisco, my man, you can catch him every weekend on Baseheads with me and the attorney at sports. Thank you for joining us today on TTR, Cisco. Yes, sir. Yes, well, sir, Thank Cisco. you for inviting me. 
And we will talk to you again as this season goes on. You know we're not done with this baseball stuff for the year. Cisco the realist. I love the realist because every realist we had in this show always went against my, my DMV Washington teams, and I always have the last laugh. You know, <laughs> just like that. I always have the last laugh. So, Cisco, I will see you in what? In mid in late September, baby. We'll in talk late then. September. Check All out. right, my brother. Take care. Thanks, Cisco. We'll talk to you again. All right. Bye. Guru, we are back, and I told you he wasn't going to have nice things to say about your Nationals, you know man. What? I expect that from the realist, man. <laughs> He's the realist. I always make this joke, and that's my buddy, man. But I'm changing his name, man, just because of that. Instead of Cisco the realist, it's called Costco. <laughs> Costco the realist, baby. He got all the discounts over there. <laughs> Our thanks to Cisco the Realist from Baseheads for uh, for talking baseball with us. We got to take a quick break on here on uh, on Trash Talk Radio. We're gonna be back with segment two. Guru, you got your uh, as the countdown to kickoff continues. You got your top five tight ends Let's going in this year, right? If you all remember the last year, the who caught the game winning Super Bowl time pass? What position? Tight end. The tight end. Baby. I, actually, quarterback. I think caught with the Nick Foles. With the, what, no? no, no. Zach Hurts. All man. right, fine. Oh, man, the Philly guy. Remember Zach Hurts? I remember Nick. Game-winning touchdown, man. Get out of here. I remember Nick Foles and, and, and Little Else because there was a lot of alcohol. All right, so we'll be right back on Trash Talk Radio with segment two. Thanks for listening to Trash Talk Radio. <laughs> Trash Talk Radio. Back again, segment two. Guru, you know what that means, man. You already know it, baby. Get that plugs in, baby. Trash Talk Radio and TrashTalkRadio.com brought to you by the World of Sports Network.com. World of Sports Network connecting the world through the sports we love. You gotta head on over there to World of Sports Network.com and check out all the great shows going on. It's not just Trash Talk Radio, but we got the baseball show Base Heads with our man Cisco the Realist, who you just heard in the last segment. Also on that show is the Attorney at Sports, and his show, Sports and Order, is available over there on World of Sports Network. We got the uh, the on-court, off-court guys. We got uh, our, our DC podcaster, Denton Day, in my opinion. Everything you could want over there at worldofsportsnetwork.com. If you're looking for me, Lestro, you can find me on Twitter at more or Lestro. And if you're looking for the guru, he's there all the time on Instagram at Guru's Film Room. It's just his thoughts. Just my thoughts, baby. This time, big shout-out, by the way, once again to Avalon. Productions, who, who bring us this wonderful studio and are making it possible for you to see us on YouTube. Big shout out to him. And uh, Guru, we got to mention this before we go on. It is the big 10K for TTR promo. 10K for TTR. Call hashtag. Of, call of action to all you guys. We appreciate the support and we appreciate the continual support. We're on a mission. It's a movement. 10K for TTR. Hashtag 10K and the number 4 TTR. That's going to be the motto. Y'all stay tuned. We're going to get a lot of merchandise out there. We're going to get you guys involved because with you guys are the reason why we're going to get 10K, baby. And we want that 10K check, baby. That check. Hashtag 10K for TTR. Voice of the people. Voice of the athletes. Most importantly, voice of the athlete, man. Voice of the athletes. Let's do this. All right. So, Guru, speaking of the athletes, we are now, what, 50-some days to the uh, to the kickoff of the NFL 2018 season? It is getting into the silly season now. So, let's, uh, let's talk about our top five 
tight ends going for it. We've done the offensive line. We talk centers. We talk guards. We talk tackles. Let's get into some of the uh, some of the higher uh, image positions, if you will, no. and talk about those tight ends. As we said, a tight end won the Super Bowl last yes, year, yes, catching sir. that game-winning pass. So, Guru, first of all, tell us what makes a good tight end. What are you looking for? Absolutely, absolutely. Now, a tight end is a, is a position of diversity. You know, you have to have multiple of skill set. Uh, and basically, you have to have a strength of an offensive line mm -hmm. uh, because they utilize you as far as the last man on the line of scrimmage for blocking, for blocking. Or, or any type of tall sweep, any type of outside run. So uh, it's a lot of great tight ends could do a, lo a multitude of things, not only line up as a receiver split end and do routes like the, the route tree, like a normal receiver out there in the wide, and also come inside and be physical like the big boys we discussed um, previously. So this, to be a tight end in the NFL, you really have to have a diverse skill set. And this is a position that has really sort of evolved in the past couple of seasons from kind of a blocking dump off uh, of player to someone that they are actually scheming for now as mm -hmm. bigger and, and better, more athletic players are finding their way to the tight end absolutely, position. Absolutely, absolutely. It's kind of it's kind of weird. It's kind of funny, just like the evolution of the basketball as far as mm -hmm. the three points and positionless. The tight end is the same concept. They're the X factor because it's such a matchup problem. Yeah. Uh, matchup problem. Like, for example, um, the Philadelphia Eagles, the defending champions, they were led as far as receptions and receiving yards by a tight end. So uh, you got to be very versatile, and if you have that big that scheme mindset, and we all know what we think about tight end Gronk. So having that matchup problem because that's the biggest, biggest matchup disparity on the football field. It's a guy like a tight end who's built like a lineman, right? But who runs like a receiver and got and them who soft hands the ball like a receiver. That's right. So we really don't have no one on defense. That could complement that right now because the DBs are too small, the linebackers are too slow, and the DN another athletic. So that's why you have yourself a peel tight end. He will be a matchup problem every Sunday in the NFL. I always think of the tight end as sort of like the safety of the offense and that he roams around and plays almost every position that you need him to play. Like he's, he's like sure, your last line of offense, if you will. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Well said. Well All right, said. so let's get into it. I know we heard a couple of names that I expect to hear on this list, but let's start at number five. Guru, who do you got as the number five tight end heading into the 2018 season? Hey, number five tight end, man. This, obviously, this guy is one of the best guys to do it. He's the OG of veteran. He's been doing it for over, over a decade. And most people, he might be one of the most underrated, underrated personnel. It might be in the whole entire league, all right? I am talking about my man, Delaney Walker, my number five tight end, Delaney Walker from the Tennessee Titans. Now, Delaney Walker is not a sexy name. The Titans are not a sexy team. So you don't really get to hear about him. You don't see the Titans on TV as much. But the last three years, there's no, no other tight end in the whole league that has more reception than Delaney Walker. He does it year in, I did not know year that. out. Exactly. One of the most unknown, unknown great assets in the league and he's just a nice guy mm -hmm. you know he's just a stand-up guy a locker room guy a winner a guy that you want in your organization so number five delaney walker that's my guy i'm looking for a big year from him again because i also see my tennessee titans taking another leap 
Delaney Walker of the Tennessee Titans, number five. I'm writing this down. This could help my fantasy team here. So who you got for number four then, Guru? Continue with the ageless ones. <laughs> Continue with the ageless one. My guy over there, Greg Olson. Carolina. Carolina Panthers, man. Greg's been doing this for over a decade as well, man. Um, these guys, Mr. Reliable, until last year uh, with his injuries, these guys have played every snap, every game in the league for over 10 years at that position now. That just shows his consistency. That shows his strength. That just shows multitude of what makes him great. Greg Olson, for the last three years, other than last year when he got hurt, mm -hmm. had over a 1,000 receptions and receiving yards every year for the last two years. It could have been four if he didn't get injured last year. And no other Titan could have the capability of doing that. So my guy, Greg Olson, might be one of the best two-way Titan as far as blocking scheme because Carolina runs a power running offense. Yeah, and they're going to need him to do some blocking this year yeah. as well as catching. Exactly, with, with Andrew Noel just leaving over there, one of the best linemen in the league. Yeah. So uh, we're definitely going to see more of Greg Olson. He's going to do what he always does. He's a long, what is it, a lunchbox type of guy. You know what he's getting in. Lunchbox, yeah, you yeah. You know what he's getting with him. He's going to come in. He's going to be a great guy. He's a student of the game. IQ, and when he's done with football, he's going to have a great career as far as broadcasting. Mark that down. Oh, that's true. We've heard him last year with his injury. We heard him on some games, too. Mm -hmm. I, I forgot about that. He actually is real good. All right, so Greg uh, Greg Olson coming in at number four. Give us your number three tight end there, Guru. My number three tight end. Now, last year, he was my number one tight end to watch for. You know, number one tight end that nobody heard of. Now, he's number three in the league. Major difference. I know this name. Mr. Super Bowl catch himself. Mr. I'm dating myself a hot soccer player. <laughs> you know, Mr. I'm trying to produce hella great athletes. You know, I see you. I see you, Zachary Hurts. My man from the Eagles. My number three tight end, Mr. Consistency. That's what I call him. Mr. Consistency. The last three years, 2015, 78 reception, 853 yards, two TDs. 2016, 78 reception, 816 yards, four TD. 2017, 74 reception, 824 yards, eight TDs. I call that Mr. Reliable, Mr. Consistency. You know what you're going to get with Mr. Zachary Hurts. And I think it's a, he's a great addition to that team and really one of those weapons that, that you can't count out on any place on the field. They can throw it to him anywhere. He'll go up and get it. Absolutely. And also with that type of offense, uh, they set up over there with the, you know, your guys over there. You know your guy over there, Mr. Dougie P. They love using, utilizing that mismatch of a tight end. Absolutely. And Try and I match up it. a tight end on a little dude and exact, run him over. Exact mundo. So, Guru, we got the two big names are still out there, and I'm curious to see which way they go here. So who is your number two tight end? You know, we all know because basically there's two-headed two monsters right now, uh, depending on your like and chase. But moving forward, especially going to the 2018 season, um, Number two tight end, ranked by the guru. You guys might be disappointed, but it's just a fact. Rob Gronkowski. Gronk, Gronk coming in at two. Gronk is coming in at two, and not because of his skill set. It's because of his availability. Oh, That's more than okay. everything. It's a big question of him for the big, past couple of years. He's been getting hurt. He's been getting banged up. Now, Gronk, basically, he's a young guy, not a younger guy, but in the, in the real world. But he's an older guy, but he's older because he's beat up. Yeah. Um, he has many, many problems and many surgeries in his body, but he's still the biggest matchup problem in football. Yeah, Gronkowski, it's not the years, it's the mileage. It's the mileage. Yeah. He's the biggest, 
biggest mismatch in football. Just because he's big, he's strong, he's everything he brings to the table. So, Mr. Gronk, um, the last couple years, due to his injuries, well, 2016, he didn't get a, a, over 1,000 yards, obviously. Um, he was hurt out of that year. But 2015, 75 recept 72 reception, over 1,100 yards, 16.3 yards a, 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 a average with 11 TDs yeah. in 2015. 2016 was the injury, but last year, 69 reception for over 1,000 yards and 84 uh, And he was injured 1, last year, too, for a while. He was banged up for a little bit, still got over 1,000 yards. Average 15.7 yards a, a, a pop, and also with eight TDs. So, Mr. Grunk, when he is healthy, yeah. when he is healthy, he's the most dominating. He's what we call the Shaquille O'Neal of that possession. He's just dominant. Yeah, he's a guy, and the other thing about him is he'll go up and get it. You know, like we talk about that before on the tight ends. You throw it in Gronk's direction, he's going to climb a dude to get to it. You know, like he's he'll fight for it in he's the air. Fight for it. And not only that, though, this is one thing you do on a sweep or toss because they do a lot of outside zone in New England. He'll go up there in the second level and crack on a linebacker. Yeah. He'll go over there and block down on a D tackle. So he does way more than just what we see as far as he's lined up on a, and Brady's throwing him a fade. The pride of Buffalo, New York, Rod Gronkowski. All right, so that leaves the biggest name out there hanging on. Give us your number one. Numero uno. Oh, wait, let me count it down first. I got to oh, go. Casey oh, Kasem decides to build some drama there, uh, uh, Guru. Number five are on Guru's top five tight ends. We got Delaney Walker at Tennessee, Greg Olson at Carolina, Zach Ertz from Philadelphia at number three, Rod Gronkowski of, uh, of New England at number two, and then who is our number one, Guru? The numero uno, number one tight end going into the 2018 is none other than Mr. Do It Itself, Mr. Swagger, Mr. Everything, Mr. Poster Child, man, Mr. Travis Kelsey out of the Kelsey family. Absolutely. Out of the athletic Kelsey family. Forget the Mannings, man. Forget the Matthews, man. How come no one is talking about the Kelseys? You know who else? The guru is talking about the Kelseys, baby. <laughs> Travis Kelsey, he's just a matchup problem. And the way my coach, your former coach you hate, you know, the Walrus, the way Andy Reid utilized his tight end is impeccable. Travis Kelsey is in a great position because he is the entire offense. Yeah. Take away Kyle Hunt and because we know what Andy Reid likes to do when he gets – Colder and he gets over in the season. You forget all about his running game. Mm -hmm. So Travis Kelsey becomes a marquee guy, and that's the problem. I just want—I want to be clear. It's not that I dislike Andy Reid. It's that I don't want him coaching at the end of a game. <laughs> the Walrus himself, right? Right. So Travis Kelsey. Goo 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 <laughs> Travis Kelsey has been the amazing. It's just been amazing the last couple of years, man. His sample size—he just took over the league. Not only with his with his play, his style of play, but also it's just his demeanor, his swagger. For instance, 2015, you know, when he's when he started breaking through in, the, in his season, 72 reception, 875 yards, five TDs. 2016, when he took it to the next level now, 83 reception for over 1,000 yards and eight TDs. And last year, 85 reception for 1,100 yards and four TDs. Now, that's what you call a beast. Yeah, and you think that's just going to continue this year? They got Absolutely. a new quarterback over there in Kansas and, City. You think it's going to be problems? Hey, guess what? The thing about a new quarterback and a new young quarterback, their favorite buddy and their favorite friend is their tight end. That tight end you can get open. Look at the list. Look at the list. That's a good point. Other than Tom Brady, look at the list. 
All most of those quarterbacks are young quarterback, and the tight end is there. What you call the first line of defense, the, the last, last line, line of, of defense, offense, the uh, last line of offense. They're basically the safety net. Uh, so this top five right here are the five best in the NFL right now. So there you have it, Guru's top five tight ends headed into the 2018 NFL season. We've got Delaney Walker, Greg Olson, Zach Ertz, Rod Gronkowski, and Travis Kelsey leading the list from Kansas City. Travis Kelsey from the Kelsey family, baby. The Kelsey family. <laughs> Adopt the Guru, baby. Because Travis, somebody's about to get a check. And the guru is trying to be in that family, yeah, man. That's what I'm hearing, Team, man. Team, you know? The guru Kelsey, baby. You're so fit. We all got that tan. Guru Kelsey sounds nice. Got a good <laughs> ring to it there. Wouldn't even have to marry in. All right. <laughs> so, guru, that brings us to, uh, to towards the end of the show here where we get to do the two-minute drill. Are you ready for the two-minute drill? Let's do this. All right. This is how we play the two-minute drill on Trash Talk Radio. We got a special one this week. I got something oh, for you. Oh, man. That we play the two-minute drill is this gives us a chance to talk about all of the issues we didn't get a chance to talk about on the show. I put two minutes on the clock and start lobbing him at Guru. Are you ready? Let's get it. Here we go. Two minutes on the clock. Guru, I got to start with uh, what is uh, one of the biggest stories in the NFL and one of the most terrible stories I've ever read is this is this LaShawn McCoy thing. And I don't necessarily want to comment too much on the events of it because it's it really is messy and confusing. My question is, when this inevitably becomes a TV movie, who should play Shady? You know what? It's kind of fun. This is a shady situation. Oh, it's right? terrible. It is kind of Just shady. Terrible. No pun intended, but pun intended. Yeah, if he did this, you got to go. <laughs> we don't know. We don't want to speculate. Uh, I just want to say we'll continue listening to TTR. We'll get you the, we'll um, get the update. We'll get it in. But who should play update. him in a movie? The Guru, baby. That's what I'm the talking guru, about. Baby. I love that. Hey, speaking of the NFL, DeMarco Murray announced his retirement only three years away from being the Offensive Player of the Year. Guru, what is going on with running backs? Injuries, injuries. DeMarcus Murray got a different style. He's getting to that about 30 years old. It's mounting, it's pounding. And people fail to realize running backs didn't just become a running backs in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> it's like people fail to They were running back in high school. They were running back in PE. And they're running back in college. That's, that's true, a man. whole bunch of running to another human beings. That's, right? that's a long time of getting beat up. I hadn't thought about it that way. All right, uh, one more final football story. Uh, Papa John uh, got himself in trouble for uh, for using some bad language not, again not, this not, week. Not the Papa. What Papa? The racist John. Man. My question is: Is that just the worst pizza, or do you have a? Is there is there worse pizza than Papa John? Hey, the guru is telling y'all this for all the viewers out there. 10K for TTR. 10K for TTR and no papa for Guru. No papa. Papa get no love from TTR, baby. Guru's like old dirty bastard. No papa to no his papa, style. No papa, baby. You better go to that Domino. Send that check, Domino. All right, moving over to the other uh, sport that we didn't get to talk about. Oh, is Blaze the- Pizza, baby. LeBron, Blaze. LeBron, that's a good transition because I want to talk a little NBA. Adam Silver requires it. Isaiah Thomas just got the veterans minimum in Denver. What do you think of this? I try to sell him a melon, man. Oh, you talking about the guy that was in the LeBron and trade. To sell him a melon, Do baby. we still know his name? You called this like from the you start when AJ <laughs> got rid of him. All right. Apparently we're on. I just got to ask a couple more questions here. One more question on the, on the two-minute drill is, uh, did you watch uh, any of the summer league uh, uh, basketball? Nah, I just got the highlights, man. The highlights. Me too, man. I got to tell you, I, uh, I love that Knox kid for the Knicks. I think he Ooh. is your early favorite for rookie of the year. I'm saying it now. Get it in. I just want to get it in there and on the record. Hey, hey, hey. That kid can play. Do you want to put that in the Lestro Philly bank or what, man? Take it to the bank. I'm not going to put it in the bank. <laughs> but I am worried about that kid as a Sixer fan. All right. So, Guru, that brings us to the final spot here on the show. And uh, I don't know if you've seen, if you've been anywhere on the internet for the past two weeks, there is a new thing going around. Drake's In My Feelings 
Challenge, which I watched oh, Will Smith man. sort of end the other night. Killed it. I so, watched Odell, man. You see Odell, or Beckham killed it too, man. So my question for you is, Guru, can you do the shiggy? Oh, man. Y'all don't want to see the guru shigging out here, man. I want to hear it. Call me the shiggy guru. Let's oh. do it. Oh. Let's do it. Let me see it. Come on, get it in there. Gotta be real with it. Here we go. Kiki, do you love me? Are you riding? Say you never ever leave from beside me. Cause I want you and I need you. And I'm down for you always, KB. Do you love me? Are you riding? Say you never ever leave from beside me. And that is our show this week on Trash Talk Radio. Head on over to TrashTalkRadio.com. Our special thanks to Avliano Productions and turn this music off. Guru doing the shiggy. That is our time on Trash Talk Radio this week. CTR, baby. TrashTalkRadio.com, WorldOfSportsNetwork.com. Until next time, my name is Lestro. And this is the Guru. 10K for TTR, baby. Hashtag the movement, baby. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. K for TTR, baby. Hashtag the movement, baby. <laughs>